Hi, I missed Zed from the Neutral Corner. Congratulations on 100 episodes. That's incredible. Um, you know, I'm a big fan, obviously, of the show, and uh, I'm really excited about the content you're putting out. Um, you know, so congratulations to yourself, uh, your co-hosts, and, um, you know, hey, keep up with the good work. With the world on lockdown, you know, we, we need more Just Being Amos. So please keep it up, and I look forward to uh, listening to more and more and hitting your next uh, 100. So congratulations, buddy. Hey, this is David. Just want to give a quick shout-out to the Just Being Amos podcast for the Milestone episode 100. It's been a fun ride, and I really appreciate you having me on the show over the last couple of years. It's always been informative, and I'm looking forward to the next 100 episodes. Amos, I just wanted to say congratulations, 100 episodes of your podcast, man. I can't tell you how many hours of entertainment you have left me with, but thank you so much for all of the content that you've created, and I wish you much more success. Stay creative. Just want to give a shout out to Amos for his 100th episode. It is a great podcast but amos is an epic guy and i mean that in the most genuine way his podcast is entertaining thoughtful but most of all heartfelt congrats to 100 here's to 150 and on the 200 Thanks for Brad, Brian, David, and Ed for the great shout-outs for my 100th episode of the Just Being Amos podcast with my co-host Trevor. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the MCU going forward as the COVID-19 pandemic and see what the future of the MCU is going to be. Hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Welcome to another episode of Just Being Amos Podcast with my co-host, Trevor. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, my friend. I'm doing pretty good. Trevor, guess what? What? This is my 100th episode, man. Wow, congratulations. 100, 100 dude, 100. 100. 100. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, you know, it's I did 100. Uh, I've been doing this for the past, what, Four years now? Yeah, four years I've been doing this podcast. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I could, you know, it was on and off, back and forth, whatever. You know, I could have been way before 100. But, you know, you do what you can for what you got. <laughs> so. True. So, um, 100 episodes, dude. 100. Nice. So, for this 100th. Woohoo, pop the bottles, baby. Pop the bottles. <laughs> pop, pop. <laughs> oh, from community. <laughs> yeah, a little uh, community reference there. Yeah. Yo, speaking of community, you know, this is named Joel McHale. Uh-huh. Yeah, he actually did a follow-up from the, uh, what's that, Netflix, docu- Netflix documentary? The Tiger King thing. Tiger King, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's the after show. The after yeah. show. I saw like half of it. I'm, I got to finish it, man. I have no, no interest <laughs> in that 
Tiger King show to begin with. Yeah, so. dude, it's it's, uh, it's it's bad. But anyway, this is the hundredth episode of Just Being Name of the Podcast. I want to give everybody, my audience, appreciate you listening to this podcast. It's not it's not the it's this out of love, you know what I'm saying? So I did yeah, this. Love you, boo. Love <laughs> love love my my people, man, who listen to my podcast. A shout out to you, Trevor, for being my co-host. Shout out to Brad. Shout out to even Brian, my friend Brian Silverbacks. You know, he's always on my podcast. And I'm David. And everybody who was part of it, man, I want to appreciate that love that you gave me for being on here, you know, getting interviewed by me or just shooting the shooting bull with my friend Trevor sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much mostly what it's about. Yeah, right. So I really appreciate the um, guys listening to this little podcast that I got. So anyway, going to our topic. The topic we're going to talk about is the MCU going forward due to this pandemic. Because there was a lot of rescheduling going on, right, for Hollywood in general. But, you know, for the MCU, MCU is more of a a shared universe. And there's a lot of um, things going to this franchise you know what i'm saying so it, it you know delaying the movies it, it hurts the storytelling i guess you know of this franchise yes it, it can because yeah if you have to swap things like for example we just you know they had to reschedule black widow because of this pandemic so then the question would be well where does that fall in what what plot um, things are in this movie that may be connected to other movies coming in the future. So, is moving it after a movie going to cause problems? Right. You know, that sort of thing. So, yeah, unfortunately, when you work in an interconnected universe, <laughs> you got to make sure the pieces connect in the proper order. And that's the thing, though. Know, everything, everything intricate. It got to be. You got. It's so important, right? With this whole franchise, with this shared universe. You know, because in the beginning, it was kind of rocky because you had a lot of things. They was just doing this thing, right? So into 23 movies, I think, they've done so far. Is it 23? Yes, 23 movies. Sure. Yeah, so in the beginning, man, it was the idea that we want to have this shared universe. You know, at first, some of the movies, was they were good, you know, like Iron Man, and you had the Incredible Hulk and Captain America. But until we got into an Avengers, we see how everything kind of connected and everything was cohesive. And now what's going forward to, to, to today, we had this Infinity Saga that completed a whole a whole saga, 23 movies, man. Right. Now going to phase four, now it's got delayed because we got what got going on in the real, the real world. Everything had to be rescheduled. So Black Widow was meant to come out in May 6th, right, or May 3rd, sometime in May. Now it's scheduled to go to November. And that knocked out the Eternals, which was a November sixth um, release. Now, right. now, like you said, it's part of this big, this big world they got, man. Now you got to shuffle things around. Now, don't put in consideration. You got to think in consideration of the TV series now. You know, that too, yes, that too. Also, that's part of this whole interconnected universe. So, um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier got pushed back, and went to one division got pushed back. Now we got Loki. So. There's a lot of parts to this damn machine, man, that makes it work. And so far, everything got to be rescheduled, man, because I was looking at the dates, man, because Phase 4 is going to be pushed back to 2022. 
So some of yes. the movies, because Black Panther was actually coming out 2022 for the Phase 4, along with Captain Marvel. They already scheduled to come out that year. But now with this um, the virus, the COVID-19, that pushed Black Widow to later this year. Then Eternals is back in 2021. And, you know, so it's in Love and Thunder. Thor is 2022. So Doctor Strange is supposed to come out at what? May 7, 2021. And Shane Chi and the Ten Rings is in, in 2021. So it was a lot of pushback, man. But as a fan, I get it. You know, as a studio, it's a, it's a headache and it, you do what you got to do. Right, exactly. You know, it's a headache for them. It's a lot of shuffling around back and forth for Disney and Marvel Studios. And Disney, with the, the way it is, it's, it's a juggernaut right now. I mean, it's it's one of the powerhouses in the industry as far as the movies. And they have to, like, really do a lot of things for their for their um, movies, not just for Marvel. You got to think about um, Indiana Jones, I think. Yeah, that had to be pushed back. Um, what's the one with The Rock? It was based on a ride. I'm trying to think. What is it with Emily Blunt? It's based on a ride. Yeah. What was it? Cruise. Jungle Cruise. Oh, yeah. The Jungle Cruise. That yeah. got pushed back. So Disney had a lot of movies coming out this year that had really been pushed back. So, I mean, it's, it, is, it is what it is. But you got to do what you have to do. Right. I mean, because the, there's no sense in, in uh, releasing them now. They're just going to completely bomb and make no money. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. And they're not going to put it on the streaming service at all because Disney want their money. They want, right. They want... At, <laughs> at this point, there's some things that they've been putting on their streaming service, but it's, you know, you're already getting just the money from the streaming service. Right. If they're going to actually want to make money off of these big blockbuster movies, you know, they'd have to do a video on demand if they're even going to do that. But mm-hmm. at the moment, there's no sense in doing that. It's better to just push them off because everybody else is in this struggle right now. Right. Uh, so it's not like it's just them. You know, everybody else is, you know, staying home and doing their thing. And, you know, businesses are, are definitely hurting because of this pandemic. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But like you said, some movie studios are putting things in streaming service, like troll world tour. Yeah. That, yeah. That came out on, on demand. Like, damn. I totally forgot about that movie, and uh, I didn't care about that movie. I saw the first. <laughs> I saw the first movie. What do I see you with? I have I, no idea. Somebody, man, but I wouldn't go out of the way to watch it. Yeah, I didn't go out of way. I didn't go to the movies to see it. I think it was rented, rented by somebody. I don't know, but anyway, that came out like okay. So some studios are doing that, but I think Disney are playing a long game. Saying, "Yo, we not need to do this. We're gonna hold off." You know, because we want to make our money in the movie in the theaters, right? So I mean, I understand that. Because just think about it, they spent damn two hundred million dollars in these movies, or you no know, more, and you cannot release them. And you want you decide to put them in streaming, you lost some money. You lost some major money. Yep. <laughs> I'm like shit, and a movie to make one hundred eighty million to make, then all of a sudden you can't release it. And then if you do put it on a streaming service, you lose out. That means you're going to have to end up charging like $20 per per um, a download or whatever to watch the movie. So some studios did it, but Disney's not going to do it. 
Plus the fact, man, they just put put onward on their streaming service, which they was out like a month ago. Right, they've been doing that, and you know, releasing some things early. Like, isn't Rise of Skywalker on there now? Yeah, it should be. I think it is. It is okay. I haven't checked yet. I believe so. I mean, I, I might but yeah, to... I mean, but when you're yeah, when you're looking at movies that cost like a hundred and fifty million dollars, yeah, you're not just going to drop that on your streaming service because that's you know you're going to lose money on that deal. Uh, you know, Trolls World World Tour. I don't think it cost a hundred million dollars. No. So you know, that one's a little bit more of a, a safer bet to just release, you know, video on demand or whatever. Yeah, the same thing for Bloodshot. I mean, Sony lost big on that. Right. They really did. So it's oh, they might as well put it on demand, which they did. You know. Yeah, because I mean, they only got like a week or two in theaters before they were all shut down. Yeah. So yeah. they wanted to at least make some of their money. Yo, I'm just thinking about that. I mean, you know what the biggest um, money maker beginning of this year is? Um, take, I want to take a guess. I'm going to give it to you. I'm trying to even remember what came out this year. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you what it is. I mean, bad boys, man. Oh, uh, is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, that was like one of the big movies that made a lot of money in the beginning of the year. And it still right. is making that money. <laughs> Well, that's because it's it's the only one that really came out that was big before everything got shut down in March. Yeah, like wow, dude. Like, yeah, I mean, Bad Boys the Three was not a bad movie. They're saying a lot. I'm not for, but yeah, that was that's. I think that movie is the only one that in this year, the beginning of this year, is one of the blockbusters that made his money. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's damn, <laughs> jeez. I mean, I I like the movie. I mean, I, it was no Michael Bay directing it, but I liked it anyway. But yeah, man. For, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, for, I mean, it was it was released and managed to get through its full cycle in the movie theater. So yes, now it's, it's on demand. It was going to make all of the money that it was going to make in theaters. Now, now so. it's on Blu-ray and DVD, and now it's on digital. It's gonna make more money now because people are at home. <laughs> so right, but I mean that's what most things do when, yeah. it's, when they come out on Blu-ray and digital. Yeah, so it's gonna make even more money now because people are at home. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, that's that's it, dude, for the phase four. I mean, like I said, phase four is supposed to stop at twenty twenty two. So right, yeah. so basically they just pushed everything back a date. So Black yeah. Widow. Black Widow went to the Eternals date. Eternals date went to, what was it? February. Um, it was in February. February. Yeah, whatever was originally in that slot. Yeah, it might have been Shang-Chi. Was that Shang-Chi? I think yeah, so. I think Shang-Chi is now a summer movie. I remember the seeing an article about the uh, <laughs> the star of the movie being like, hey, I'm a summer blockbuster star now. <laughs> <laughs> But the, the, but just thinking about the the time crunch and when stuff trying to get settled back into things, the time crunch, dude. I mean, yeah. that's going to be crazy production for those movies to make that um, release date. Yeah, well, I mean, the future is still. Who knows what's going to happen? Because we're doing all this social isolating now, but we may all get back out there and then still start spreading it to each other without any, without a vaccine or immunizations and stuff like that yeah it could upset the balance of what we're doing for the rest of the year right and now so, yeah, they are working on the vaccine right now yeah. so i mean eventually things may get pushed back again who knows yeah. hopefully not but you know right now it's kind of all in flux nobody really knows what's going to happen 
Nah, not really. Mm-mm. But I'm not trying to be very optimistic on things, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, let's be optimistic. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I'm, in the meantime, I'll probably be doing a marathon watching a lot of Marvel films. Because, <laughs> you know, during this time, you got a lot of franchises. You actually watch Star Wars, Lords of the Rings. Star Trek, the Marvel Cinematic stuff, you know. Yeah, well, speaking of Star Trek, yeah, we've been, uh, CBS All Access was giving away, like, a free month trial. Really? Uh, so we've been, yeah, I mean, they do that a lot. They, they usually give you a free month trial with, uh, um, in general. But mm-hmm. um, we, w- we went ahead and we signed up for that so we could watch Picard. Have you uh, seen the first one yet? We haven't watched it yet because there's a bunch of, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation episodes that they recommend seeing first really? for a lot of the episodes to make sense. Yeah. So we've been going since we have CBS All Access, we've just been going and finding those specific episodes and watching them. So you so, watched the one with the Borgs, right? That's the most important one. Yeah, we watched the Borg one. Um, we've watched a couple uh, based on Data and his uh, you know his, his sentience and the one where he creates yeah. a daughter and right. so yeah which i've actually never really watched a full episode of star trek the next generation really this week yes huh. yeah i mean i've watched snippets but i was never a star trek fan so i never really got into that when i was on yeah yeah i mean i watched both star trek and star wars but i think my mom loves star trek more than star wars star wars is more star wars is more on me but my 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 mom loved Generation, so she used to live like that, man. Right? Yeah, we um, yeah, we mostly grew up in a Star Wars family, so we watched a lot of that. I mean, we had watched the occasional Star Trek. My dad had been a fan of the original Star Trek back in the day, um, and then uh, but we never really watched the Next Generation. And I've I have seen all the movies though. I really did like the Star Trek. Next Generation movies. Like, First Contact is a great movie. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. Right. That's, so, that's one thing about this franchise, man. Either, I mean, Star Wars never had a television show. Star Trek started as a television show, but then got movies. Then back right. to a television show. But that's a, that franchise is huge, man. <laughs> it's, it's so much to it. It was yep, it's yeah. so many television series they had. In yeah, so many spinoffs and everything. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's rich in mythos and lore and stuff like that you so but people it's a generation thing as far as star trek comes people love picard some people like um william shatner's um character kirk mm-hmm. you know as a captain you know you have people that love to ca- like the captain and voyager and stuff like that so it depends on who you like but yeah man but with the mcu um i was looking forward to black widow because i'm Black Widow is one of them because she deserved the movie many times over. You know? Absolutely. And yeah. now the other one is Doctor Strange, man. I want to see how they was going to actually do that movie with something like, they said going to be a little bit of horror themes into it, whatever. So, I mean, those are the movies I really was, ain't just waiting to see. Along with Thor, Thor, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, Thor was under, uh, you know, Taika Waititi. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But um, I was actually looking forward to the Eternals because I was really curious about that one. You know, they Um, have there are there stories in the book, man. Because they were like another one of those French, I mean, books that people know about them, right? Heard of them in the comic book industry. You know, they're not a big draw. 
because you right. know they got their start and um yeah they, they had their own run then they had another mini series another run they never had an ongoing series like like the x-men and spider-man or, or the avengers and stuff like that because they because most i mean in the in the stories thanos is an eternal he's a deviant right he's a he's he's a mutated his, his, he, he was different from all the other eternals so I'm wondering, are they gonna play a little part of that in the movie? Are they gonna mention anything like that? You know? And yeah, that could be. So yeah, we'll we'll have to see it. I mean, yeah, it'll definitely be interesting if if supposedly from the little bit that I've read is if these the Eternals have been around for you know this entire time millenniums, yeah, <laughs> and some of them have been hiding on Earth and stuff like that. It's like. Where the fuck were they when Thanos was attacking? That's right. And what were you guys? <laughs> what were they doing? Yeah, exactly. You sitting on your asses, so, huh? I have to, have, to, have to see what their explanation for that is. Yeah, I'm like, really? That dude? is always the thing that, that cracks me up about, um, about the MCU, is that because of the way Hollywood is structured and with contract deals with you know actors and stuff like that, it's like, they have all these individual movies like Iron Man's movie and Captain America's movie and, you know, stuff like that, where it's like, how come none of the other Avengers are coming to help them? Where are they? <laughs> yeah, it is true. <laughs> you know? But, but, true, but true to form is how the books are work. The books are like that, you know? Cause, well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so as as a fan of the books, man, I, I can see why they did that because every hero got their own thing to deal with in their own book. That's why you had Spider-Man had his own book. Only time Spider-Man needed help it was something that it was out of his control, you know. And for saying for Iron Man, Captain America, in the books, you know, they did their own thing. They had their own villains and stuff like that. But like you right. said, right? And usually there was always something going on. So it's like, well, Spider Man's busy over here. Well, but at the same time, shit's going down <laughs> that Captain America has to deal with over here. So he can't go help Spider. You know, it's yeah. like <laughs> comic books and everything is going on at once. Yeah. With the movies because they're so spaced out. You're like, well if Captain America is this, you know, staunch defender of justice and, you know, he'll be there when things are going bad, why the fuck is he not helping? <laughs> why you have Tony doing a Mandarin thing? Come on, dude. <laughs> right, exactly. So it's just one of those funny things that you you kind of have to put aside and not think about it. It's like, well, why are the other guys not helping here? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> Where well, are they? Well, his problem not that big of a problem. I can't help him out. <laughs> right. As if the world is not in danger, we ain't going to help him out. You know, we ain't going to do anything. <laughs> well, but the world is always in danger every movie. That's the whole point. Uh, yeah. Really. Oh, the universe. My bad. The universe now. Right. So with the Guardians, the universe. Yep. <laughs> Yo, that's a good question. That's a good thing. You know, maybe they put the Inhumans in there somewhere. I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what the, the explanation is because, you know, they can't just be sitting around on their ass. Man, really, dude. I mean, seriously. You know, and now the Kree's in there. I mean, I wonder if they're going to bring the Inhumans in there somewhere, too. Like I said, because they botched that with the television yeah, series. God, I kind of hope they don't. Leave that with the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and that stupid series that nobody watched. And, you know, let the human, let the Inhumans just die. I mean, seriously. <laughs> nobody nobody gives a shit. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, a small percentage does. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, but I mean, at this point, it's been botched so badly that it's like, don't even try and bring it in anymore. Because then now we have to go back and consider that as part of the canon. And it's just like, mm, no, no. It's 
at least the nice thing with the Inhuman show that failed and Agents of Shield was that if you didn't watch them, you weren't missing anything. No, but you know, you could just forget about the television show, the Agents of Shield. Though I could see them doing it because it wasn't it did an Inhuman thing, but it wasn't. It was a part of the story plot. Right. But it was one of those things that it helps to watch the movie yeah. in order to make sense of the show. But the show itself never impacted the movie. No, no. So you could just not watch the show and not be missing anything. Right. Really. Yeah. So it's so as long as it stayed that way, you were fine. But if they start to then drag them in and start bringing in all of these plot points from those shows it's going to be a little bit more of a mess. And, and speaking of going, speaking about the shows, the Netflix series, now Daredevil is about to be up. Two years is up. Right. Now the rumor might be this, is that since Spider-Man, now people know he's Peter Parker, maybe he needs a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> so it could be. It could be. So maybe they could use that Matt Murdock, that character. Charlie Cox did an excellent job playing Matt Murdock. Yeah, no, I hope I hope they bring in those the Netflix characters into the MCU proper. Yes. So. Yeah, so it might be a pretty good thing to do. He might need a lawyer. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, especially Daredevil. I've I'd never been a fan in the comics, but I really loved the series. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of comics either, man. I mean, I mean, he he had the power. He didn't have the he had the he he was Spider Man without the uh, reflexes of Spider Man. You understand what I'm saying? He had yeah. super hearing. Reflex was sharp, and he 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 knew karate and martial arts. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I think as a character, he's a good character. I just kind of feel like he has so much baggage. Oh yeah, I, mean, I know a lot of them do, but it's just he has so much baggage. I just can't get into him. It's like, <laughs> dude, his girlfriend was chopped up and Electra got shot. I mean, stabbed and skewered by bullseye. Right, and then yeah. what's her name? Who's actually in the show? Karen. She went and became. Became a porn star, and, <laughs> and then didn't she like die of a drug habit? Karen Page, yeah, she yeah, did. Karen Page was like, "What the fuck?" Then he had a relationship <laughs> with kind of like, eh. yeah, yeah, but Black Widow, yeah, and... damn, Black so, Widow, yeah, get around, just... get around, dude. I just thought about yeah, that. <laughs> kind of does, but you yeah. know, it's not like Tony Stark or Hawkeye or them don't either. So, or Wolverine. <laughs> well, yeah, Wolverine, yeah, that oh, dude, dude, dude's lucky. He's uh, he, he's got um. That healing factor, he doesn't have to worry about STDs. <laughs> no, he don't. He sure don't, dude. He don't, man. Like, yeah, that's another topic in, in itself. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, but yeah, like I said, for the MCU, man, I'm just going forward, dude. I just hope while this stuff is done, then we get back to normalcy, man. As a for a fan, I could get back and see some of my MCU, and plus the fact. It might, you know, bring in some of the other stuff that we got from Fox. Who knows? You know, with the mutants and and Fantastic right, Four, Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, they'll uh, they'll be brought in eventually too. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of the Fox acquirement, um, New Mutants once again that has been pushed back three times. Right? <laughs> they were talking about uh, they, they were talking about that. They're like, damn. <laughs> I don't know if that movie's ever gonna see the light of day. If they really want to put a movie on streaming, that would be the one. I was gonna say that one they should just put on like Disney Plus or something at this point. <laughs> yes, they need to, man, because they lost out on that movie. I'm sorry, man. New I was Mutants. Gonna say, you watch you watch that movie and you're gonna be like, hey, look, it's Macy Williams back when she was like. <laughs> The same age as the first season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm like, dude. <laughs> Practically, it's like. Because this movie was finished like three years ago. I, 
Yeah, the going things, on three, three years. I things think. been on the shelf for a long time. Yeah, I might be wrong. It might be three years though, man. But yeah, that's another one, dude. Like, man, might as well put this shit on Disney Plus. I think they need to do that. Yeah, at this point, they might need to. They need to do that. So that's the state of the MCU Phase Four, for you know. So that's the topic we were talking about. Now we also want to also want to talk about um, a book that I'm reading that I read and finished. It's um it's a black label. I'm gonna go back with the black label um is. DC has a um imprint now called the Black Label DC. It's mainly for mature readers, cause they had a damn they screwed it up <laughs> with the Batman damn book. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Batman showed a silhouette of his penis. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Yo, yeah, he was naked. Yeah, I remember and that. I, and, I, and then they took it off the shelf, man. That book was so like game, but that shit was hot on the, that show. That's, that book was hot, man. And I, I got the first copy of it, and then people was like, "What is this, Batman?" People, <laughs> I'm like, "Damn, DC, y'all dropped the ball on this." So. They reevaluated everything, and they actually it's now. They, they did, well. I mean, I guess they literally dropped the ball, really. <laughs> yeah, they did. He dropped his balls. Just, just flopped that thing out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was reading it, man. I'm like, damn, he's he's naked now. Like, okay. So, well, I mean, it's not like Batman's never naked. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they just never showed it in a panel. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they showed it in the panel, man. It was a silhouette of his penis. <laughs> no, Batman's a never nude. He runs around with like those uh the short shorts. <laughs> so dude those cropped jean shorts. <laughs> so if, if you have that first copy, that's a damn treasure there. Cause it's they it's out of print. In more ways than one. More ways than one, yep. So I actually read this called Batman The Curse of the White Knight. It's like the second part of Batman the White Knight. It's under the black label. Cause the first one was not actually a black label book. It was actually just a just a regular comic book right so and this one right here is it's the batman curse of the white knight this story is about a i guess an alternate reality a version of this, of this batman and all they're saying is that the the first part of the white knight the first first books the um seven or eight books that came out it dealt with batman being brutal beat the shit out of joker so many times and joker took these pills and he became jack napier Remember Jack Napier in the Batman um, Burton movie? Tim Burton movie, Jack Napier was the Joker? Right, yeah. Yeah, so in this book right here, he's Jack Napier. And um, he's cured of being a Joker, and he uh, went out to Batman, and he was the White Knight, the people called him, because he's tired to help the poor. He was going against the elite. So it was back and forth, back and forth in his first book. Then he became a Joker again, but... At the end of the book, he started a Napier initiative to help out the people of Gotham. Because in this in this story, the the wealthy had a thing called the Batman Devastation um, Fund. Whatever Batman did. You know, oh, there's a lot of collateral damage dealing with Batman. Whatever he broke. Yeah, whatever he broke, people or whatever he destroyed. So they had a fund for that. And Batman was bringing them business. I mean, giving them getting rich. All the you know of the real estate, the buildings and shit like that. The, you know how it is that they go in these poor neighborhoods and gentrification. I'm saying it right. Um, gentrification. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And he and they had a fund for something like that. So the wealthy was getting rich off the poor, of course. 
that sounds familiar. Yeah, right. So that that was in that first story arc, that first story in the in old books. So he became the Joker again, and it was so much going on. It was two Harley Quinns. The other Harley Quinn left him, and she she was at the Harleen Quizel. You're saying that right? And then you had another one. She was just batshit crazy. <laughs> you, got, you got what I said? So, so, yeah. uh-huh. so she was crazy about the Joker. She was like a Neo Harley. And all things aside, man, everything was wrapped up. He went back to jail, the Joker, and then everything like that. But in this second story, in this other part two of this book of the series, in the Curse of the White Knight, you have Batman revealing himself to Commissioner Gordon, and he's Bruce Wayne. And Batman is dealing with this situation: is that he has done so much bad as being bad things he thought he was doing good things as batman he decided to reveal himself to bruce wayne to commissioner gordon and you know always for me man is that the mystique is that you don't know who batman is he always kept his identity close to the, to himself to the people around him nightwing the robins and bad girl right mm-hmm. and this and i have a problem with that even now in the comic books how they reveal their secret identity or you know I don't. I think you should keep it that way. And in and, uh, and this one right here, he's revealed himself to Gordon. And um, like I said, the Joker is still in jail, but the Joker has a plan. He has a plan of bringing down Bruce Wayne and Batman and the elites of the wealthy. And he goes and and it's all in all, it is that Bruce Wayne and the Bruce Wayne. He's not a, a Wayne at all at the end of the story. So Wayne, um, Bruce Wayne revealed himself as Batman. And everybody's like, oh, oh no, he's Batman. But just think about it, Trevor. How the mm-hmm. hell do you think Batman has all the gadgets? He got to be a rich man. So that, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I mean, it's like that's why like Tony Stark actually revealed himself as Iron Man. He had no problems. <laughs> like, it's like, hey, I'm Iron Man. Right. But you know, but Batman adopted Tim Drake and Dick Grayson and Jason Todd, so he had people in his circle that he loved, but you know, he, he doesn't show him love, but that knew his, knew who he was. So if he did his secret identity, somebody, they would go after them, which makes sense in the comic books, but he's a wealthy man. How do you think Batman got all these fucking gadgets, man? Yeah. No, the Batwing, the Batmobile, like someone's back in his man is rich. <laughs> right. Exactly. If it's, yeah. If he's not the one that's rich, there's somebody who's backing him. Yeah. yeah like, it's, okay, okay. But all in together, man, this book is, it's written by um, Sean Murphy, and it's drawn by Sean Murphy. He had double duties, double duties on this, so it's very heavy in the wording. <laughs> as far as the dialogue, it's a lot of bubbles, bubbles, a whole lot of bubbles. But uh, I really enjoyed it, man. It's something different from the continuity of what I'm reading from the main books. I always get a, I get a joy out of reading some, like a what if book, like I told you before in the Elseworlds stuff. Mm-hmm. It's you know a different take on the character, so that what I've yeah. been reading on that Batman Curse of the White Knight, written and the art is by Sean Murphy, and I think the colorist is Matt Hollingsworth. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, because I know you ain't gonna read it, but for my audience, if, no. you, if you're a Batman fan, check it out. You know, DC Black Label, and it's not showing the silhouette of his penis. <laughs> <laughs> well then I think you just lost a lot of readers yeah, you mean listeners right <laughs> readers too maybe shit no you lost the readers they're like ah oh, nope 
No Batman silhouette penis. I'm out. <laughs> nah, but man, it, it was a good. It's a good book, dude. I really enjoyed it. So th- that's it for what I've been reading um, lately. So, what about you? Cool. I mean, in terms of reading, I've actually been reading through the Goblin Slayer novels. So I've read six of them already. Damn. So, yeah, they're quite good. I really enjoy reading them. They're, you know, they're only about like 200 pages long. So they're kind of light reading. That's why they're called light novels. Right. But, um, but yeah, no, they're, they're pretty good. They're fun. Um, I really do enjoy the Goblin Slayer uh, universe, as I've mentioned before. It's yeah. kind of dark and gritty, but, you know, the, it, the characters are likable and, you know, it's a nice little group. So uh, I was really anxious to read the fifth one because there's actually that Goblin Slayer movie that's coming out. Oh, right, right. And that movie is based off of the fifth novel. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so it's nice to have read it. And so now once the movie finally is released, I'll be able to to see how it compares. Because the anime is basically the first novel, right? The first and second novel? It's the first and second novel, right. yes, for the most part. Yeah. Right. Damn. So I they... think there's bits of the third one maybe like some of the little side stories and stuff are from the third one from the, um, the, the rat hunting the rat sewer thing the, the bug i believe so yeah, yeah i think that one and some of the festival stuff and yeah like that that one that episode in particular i think is based on the third one. Oh, okay okay i like i really like this on um, the anime dude i mean hopefully like i said after this movie they could do a, i know it's more for a season too Cause I know in the, oh, yeah, in the times more first season two. yeah anime he would talk about doing more than hunting goblins, but cause man <laughs> going against the damn what is the or ogre the ogre yeah they fought an ogler oh, uh, uh, an ogler yes, yeah they fought an ogler some guy who was peeping on women yeah <laughs> they fought an no. ogre they fought an ogre too yeah, um, yeah said, ogres you... hobgoblins goblin kings he said, he said what is that um, I never heard of you <laughs> I don't know what yeah, you yeah. But I, think, I think it's I think it's novel three that has a dark elf. Um, so yeah, it's a bunch of different things as they go along. Uh, novel five is basically a a goblin paladin. Oh so, damn! Yeah, damn, so that's that like a knight. Of, yeah, like like a holy knight. Yeah, so oh, it's kind shit. of a little bit of a, a contradiction, but yeah. Oh, that would be interesting. Look, this going to be in a movie. It is, yeah. It is I mean, it, it's, it has to be. That's the whole plot. Damn. <laughs> oh, God. It could, be, yeah. it could be a tough dude to fight. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be a tough character to fight, man. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So I, I've really been enjoying those. Uh, otherwise, I've been, I guess, watching a couple anime movies. Yeah. Uh, like, I watched, I guess we can talk about this one real quick and then we'll get into the other one. But. Mm-hmm. I checked out that Soul Levante on oh, Netflix. Oh, yes, yes. That thing that's been in the works for like two years. That's with like HD quality graphics 4K. or something like that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. It's absolutely gorgeous, but it's like four and a half minutes long. <laughs> yes, yes. And, you know, probably 30 to 45 seconds of that is the credits alone. So. Yes, it is, dude. I'm like, I would... But it, it makes no sense. It feels more like it's a trailer for something. <laughs> but since there's no dialogue, there's no, you know, it just kind of moves breezy. It just kind of cuts all of a sudden. Like, wait, all of a sudden now she's fighting this. And who's this big tree guy? And why is there a volcano erupting? And why do we care? And what does this, you know, signify? 
And then when she goes in the thing, why is there like another version of her? And then she they combine and they become, yeah. It's just all weird. It, it took two <laughs> years to make that? Yeah, like something Whoa. like that, yeah. I mean, animation can take a while, especially, you know, depending on how many people are working on it. Cool. But, but yeah, it's it was kind of one of those things where it's like two years worth of it. It's like, okay, I guess it's worth it for the graphics themselves and for the, the technology and the process and everything. And so then it can probably be utilized going forward. But you have to wonder whether it was worth it for that movie itself. <laughs> no, dude, it was. It was, it was it, it, other than the graphics, it's easily forgettable. It, it is. It, it is. You know, it's like you watch it, you go, ooh, that was pretty, okay. And then since it was only four minutes long, bloop, <laughs> now it's completely out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I saw that. Man. I'm not impressed by this. It, it, like I said, the, gra- the animation I like, man, but. There's no dialogue and it was scattered everywhere. It was, it was everywhere. <laughs> like what the hell, dude? So yeah, but yeah, but anyway, I I, I got it. I'm not. Uh, I was disappointed. <laughs> very disappointed. Yeah, it was it was disappointed based on the hype. Um, but yeah, so then I also watched uh, the Violet Evergarden movie. I didn't actually realize it until last night that that was uh, already on Netflix because mm-hmm. there had been a planned release in theaters. But then that got delayed, or at least the one in Japan did. Um, I don't know if they're releasing it here. Right. So because of the coronavirus, it got delayed. So I was like, oh, well, we're not going to see that one for a while. And then as I was flipping through what's new on Netflix, there it was. Yeah, that's Aniplex, right? No. Well, no, that's Kyoto Animation. Okay. And it's a Netflix uh, original. Yeah. Well, Netflix basically... Um, licensed uh, that one okay so it only is showing up on netflix that's why we haven't seen uh the first season on um on blu-ray or dvd yet. Oh, okay so um but yeah that one's kyoto animation which is the company that um had that arsonist show up and like burn oh, it to the ground really? and kill a lot of people yeah, yeah damn, so damn. that movie was like in the works at the time it was being finished up and so they said that yeah we're going to finish that one and release it pretty much on schedule as planned but obviously it threw a lot of their other projects um into a little bit of chaos right uh given that yeah they lost like half their staff in a terrible tragedy yeah i remember but that. um yeah, so then of course the coronavirus came in and pushed the movie out itself. But yeah, so but it was on Netflix, so I went and I checked it out. Um, I was a big fan of the first season. It's um, and you told me about the first season. You said Amos, you might not like it because it's more of a right. tearjerker. Like now, nah, oh, no. yeah, it's <laughs> basically Violet Evergarden is about a um, a girl who she was uh she was an orphan who was then conscripted to be a soldier a killer yeah like in the in the war so she kind of acts so there's a bunch of them that would act as kind of like assistants to you know the captains and whatever like that and basically they were kind of let loose on the field and just kind of force shit up they sure did right? <laughs> yeah and so um so in the war, she loses her beloved captain who kind of was trying to treat her like a human, you know, an actual human. Yes. And, um, 
and she loses her arms in the process because I, I don't remember if it was some betrayal or something like that. But um, that was a setup. They was they were right. actually uh, ambushed. Right. And... So um, so yeah. So he um supposedly died. Uh, she lost both of her arms, but managed to survive. And then she was um, given replacement arms. Yeah. Um, like so, these met. She has metal uh, replacement arms. And then she has like no emotions really, but She's very detached from him. She right. has no emotions at all. Right. But the captain had told her that he loved her. So she's trying to figure out what it means. What does I love you mean? And so she what, decides she wants to become an auto doll. memory doll yeah. um, who are basically, they're basically a group at the post office who writes letters for people. Mm-hmm. So they try and put their, Put the emotions in the letters that the people are trying to say, uh, you know, to convey. So it's kind of a series of that, of her learning how to do that when she's very emotionally repressed. It's like, well, how do you put (laughs) emotions into something when you don't understand them in the first place? Yeah, and I was watching that one of the episodes when she was good at typing a letter and word, word, but she couldn't convey it. Right. Yeah, I saw. I was like, "Damn, she had no emotions." <laughs> right. So it, that's what actually made the movie quite interesting because it's like she shows up and she's supposed to work for three months with uh, a girl at this all-girls, you know, high society school. Debutante. Um, yeah, to get her prepared for her debutante's debut. Yeah. Um, so she has to like teach her, you know, the manners and how to, you know, how to talk and how to use, you know, the silverware and how to how to act like a lady basically, which at first surprised me because I was like, wait a minute, (laughs) but it just goes to show you how much she's changed over the course of the first season and over the years Mm -hmm. that, you know, she has learned all of this stuff. Which, which me, when I was watching it, man, I I really liked the way that they uh, had her, the interaction you had with the girl Mm -hmm. and we get the girl's backstory, why she's there. Right, right, and I got it because she left it because of her sister, which she found on the streets, and she was by herself, and she kind of put her, told her, "You are going to be my sister." And the and I think the dad, whatever, of that girl. Right. It turns out she was probably the child of a mistress or something to that effect. But she was she was left as an orphan on the street and had to grow up you know, in the rough neighborhoods herself and then adopted another girl who was, you know, a a very young girl who was in the same situation she was. Right. So of course, you know, both of them being dirt poor, you know, she was struggling to, um, to keep them both like fed and clothed and all that other stuff. You know, basically the only thing they had going for them was love. Uh, um, But then, yeah, this, the this guy shows up and says, "Hey, you're my daughter. Um, you will come. You will you'll forget your past. You will change your name, and you know. And in the process, we'll make sure that your sister, younger sister, is taken care of. So the younger sister gets sent to an orphanage um, where she can grow up with other children and at least have a life. Yeah. Um, and this other girl goes off and becomes part of high society. So. Yeah." And yeah, and I, I mean, I said, like, damn. I mean, that's that's kind of heartbreaking. Like, damn, 
you can't be with her. But right. You know. So yeah, the part of the thing is, is yeah, they're not allowed to see each other either. So it's not like she can just be like, hey, I'm stopping by to say hi. It's like you know, she basically had to cut herself off completely from her sister in order to help her sister be able to survive. Right. And I'm looking at the movie. I'm watching that. I mean, I mean, I mean, how many years passed since she was at that school with that girl? I mean, well, I yeah, that was that was what was interesting about the movie is that it was kind of divided into two parts. Yeah. Um, the first part was Violet working with the uh, the older girl to get her ready for Amelia. Her Amelia. Yeah. That's her name. Well, no, is Isabella Rose. Wait, Isabella Rose. Rose? Yeah, it's Isabella. But her original name was Amy. Amy, that's right. The original name was Amy. Yeah. That's it. Amy Bartlett was her original name. Right. And then Taylor Bartlett is the, the so, younger sister. Right. So then the first part is about that. And then at the end, once she's all, you know, she's ready, she made her debut, debutante debut and all that other stuff. She then tells Violet, who's now become a close friend of hers, about her past and that she wants to write a letter to Taylor. Mm-hmm. So she does. And then... Um, the male guy delivers that letter to Taylor and then years later, Taylor now shows up because Violet had also written on a letter saying, if ever you need anything, come see me. Right. And which um, she did. <laughs> so she does. And so she wants to be, she now wants to work there and be a mailman, you know, a, a male delivery person. Right. Uh, because, you know, male delivery people deliver happiness because that's what happened for her. You know, I don't know they delivered mail. <laughs> I, yeah, they must not have any bills. But... Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's true. We all look forward to mail. I mean, don't you? You know, and especially Sometimes. in those times when it. Well, you have to remember in that time. You know, we're talking. Um, you know, 20s. just after the war, right? You know, radio towers are just starting to be built. They're just now switching to electricity. Right. You know, like the lights are being. So it's kind of that time where letters are the way of communicating. There is no email or cell phone. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's like, yeah, you get a letter in the mail from your family or your friend. You know, that's it's something special. You know, and of course, we all like receiving packages in the mail. So it's oh, well, not like it's, yeah, it's not like it's still you know that much of a you know oh, it's just all bills. Who, who doesn't and who doesn't want to get a package that got your like your DVD or your Blu-ray you order? Well, yeah, exactly. You know, we love packages. So, you know, so that's the, that's the thing that she's doing is she wants, she wants to do that. So she comes and she's, uh, um, she's working with them and uh, Violet teaches her how to read and write and, you know, works with her on delivering mail to kind of show her the ropes type thing. Um, So it was, you know, it was really sweet. And then the end, of course, she wants to write a letter to her older sister. Uh, And so, you know, it's, it's very tear jerking. It, you know, it, it really, de- it definitely tugs at the heartstrings. And that's what that show has always been very good at doing. It's yeah. like sometimes you watch it and you're just like, oh, this is just going to be like cheesy or something like that. But it's like, it's got the this is us effect, you know? It's like you get to the end and you're like, you know, if you didn't get me to choke up, <laughs> I felt those tears welling up. I had to, you know, I had to hold them back. <laughs> yeah, it's some good writing. I mean, I don't get, get it wrong. It's some good writing. It is. Yeah. yeah. So they, they know how to get you. So it, Violet Evergarden in general is a good series. I would recommend anybody go watch that if, you know, if you like that sort of thing. Well, you know, I was not a fan of it, but it, it was a good it was a good series and a good movie. Yeah, I liked it. 
Uh, yeah, and they, the artwork, the artwork in itself is just like anything that Kyoto Animation does. It's just you know gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So guys, if you like anime or you like tearjerkers like Trevor does, <laughs> I, I, I recommend looking at the TV series Violet Evergarden and also Violet Evergarden the movie. I don't because it's a subtitle to it. I don't know what the subtitle is. It was Eternity and the Auto Automatic Memory Doll or something like that. Oh, okay. Auto Memory Doll. Which oh, speaking of which though. When I was before the first season of of Violet Evergarden came out, I had read the description, the synopsis of it, and it made it sound like when they were doing this, you know, that she was an auto memory doll. I didn't realize that they called that that was what the writers of the letters were called. It made it sound like these war children were auto memory dolls, Uh, which they then described as kind of like robots. <laughs> it took me seven episodes before I realized that Violet Evergarden was not a robot. <laughs> <laughs> because of like the whole emotionless thing and the, you know, the child soldier who could like, you know, was super like awesome and, you know, a little bit beyond human capabilities and stuff like that. And so you're kind of like, I thought she was legitimately like an Android. <laughs> and then someone's like, no, she's human. I'm like this message board. And I wasn't the only one. There were people like, what? She's human? No, she's not human. It's like, yeah, she's human. Like, oh, okay. Well, so it turns out she's human. So it's <laughs> crazy. Man. So don't read the synopsis first before you start watching it. Cause I'm you gl- may get I'm, very confused. I'm glad I didn't read the synopsis. <laughs> right. So yeah, but like I said, check out the movie. If you like anime, fan, you have anime fan, check it out. If you like, Good stories. This is one of the movies to check out. So there you go, Trevor. <laughs> so <laughs> Trevor, it's always a pleasure, man, on my podcast. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Again, congratulations on 100. I appreciate it, man. Now, I have some more people that gave me shout-outs on uh, my 100th episode. episode. And uh, I'm going to go to that. And Trevor, how can people reach you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at, at Toshiro No Ronin. And y'all, y'all go check out check me out at justbeingamers.com and all my other sites. And like I said, here are some shout outs from my friends. I hope you guys enjoy. Just be in the